0: Welcome to tonight's special edition of Nightly Halacha. Nightly Halacha is an ongoing presentation of the White West Entertainment Network 613 on your dial. Um, today we will discuss some, uh, some practical halachas that relate to, to Pesach. Um, and um, and uh, next week we'll have a share on the Seder and the Haggadah. I also want to mention some halachas tonight about the Seder. Next week I want it to be more... Uh, uh, next week to to quote Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glatt. Um, I know he has the Yahrzeit for his father around this time of year so he gives a shear and he calls it something to say. So um, um, so I will, I think Rabbi Double Golwassah has a book similar to that, Something to Say. Uh, so I will give you something to say. Hopefully you walk away from here and be able to share um, an insight, a thought, an idea about Pesach, about the Seder uh, and that's something that we will do with Mr. Sham, uh next one, Wednesday night. Um what what happens is so so in in, in the shorter nightly halacha shiurim we've been discussing uh chometz um, uh, um, what's called um chometz where you say kochamira and you declare all your chometz ownerless and and we spoke about how the importance of separating from chometz because chometz is 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 something that is generally permitted i.e. tonight if you like to have a bagel uh if you if you li- if you'd like to have a bagel tonight uh you are, you are certainly permitted to have one you want to have pizza tonight uh you are cer- you are certainly permitted to have it uh and tomorrow and the next day and most of the year Um uh, except maybe the fast days uh, but um uh, the the concept of chometz is is challenging I, I mentioned i think i mentioned last week also it's very similar to what to the, the only thing comparable is bust of a meat and dairy right cuz meat and dairy is also I take I'm allowed to eat that food. I'm allowed to eat that food. Somehow when I mix it together, I'm not allowed to to, to eat that food. And and therefore there is some form of uh and therefore the, the mixing of it um creates an issue. So therefore we have also we have all this restriction every weight, we wait and not necessarily for that reason, but but we wait and we don't have, you know, it's the same pots, so you know, just we cover the table. We don't, you know, we don't, we're not supposed to sit together. Someone is, one person is eating meat, someone else is eating dairy, and I'll have to sit together. They're not allowed to share, share salt shakers. So a, a lot of different restrictions that's brought down in the halacha. Uh, and, and it's because the low buddha linishmine, it's expression Gemaraim Pesachim has that a person does not separate from it. Very hard to separate from something that is otherwise permitted. So we have all, all these halachas. Now, however, however, it should be noted that, um, you are, have no obligation to get your, to go crazy. I, I know there are people, I mean, I remember when I was in Eric Cicero, I had a cousin, um, I'm not sure if she's still alive anymore or should she, she'd be, uh, quite in, <laughs> into her nineties for sure. Um, but not past that probably past that at this point. Um, anyway, um, I remember that she would, uh, it would have a panic attack uh, before Pesach, and the truth, truth be told, that's not the way to go. And and the halacha, the halachas that we're going to discuss, was never meant for for a person to have to have a panic attack. Or a person, uh, you know, you hear stories moving bookcases. So so um, the first mission of Pesachim, which was uh, if you if you follow Mishnah Yom, it was the mission just last week. So the first mishnah P'sachim says that kol makom any place that you ate chametz any place. what why should why should I quote it by heart? I have it, I have it right here. Okay, the first the, fir, the first mishnah and P'sachim says like this. I want to. it's a very very important line in, in understanding chametz. It says kol makom machdisim bo any place that you do not bring in Chometz. um it says Ein bedikah. you do not need to search on top of your bookcase unless you tell me that you're sitting on top of your bookcase and, and and having a sandwich up there there is no possible reason that that you that you would need to search on top of your bookcase and and although although I'm not Although I, I am not opposed to um people cleaning their house. Um, but cleaning their house does not have to be something that leads to a very to a very serious uh uh breakdown uh where, uh, where a person could go a get sick, um uh, and and uh, end up in uh um in the hospital. Shohadarak writes bode uh bode Shema hiknisu chomitz. person needs to check any place where he's concerned that there might be chomitz. We're not talking about places, in the obvious, like the kitchen. We know you're having chomitz in the kitchen. He says, if you have a room which you don't use normally but you entertain, at different times, and you have entertained during the year, and you might, and there might have been chametz because you served food, brought into there, uh, your, your child got engaged, you had a wort in your house, and and you opened up all the areas. So, so that that is a halacha that a person has to check. Um, but but beyond that, but 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 that's it. And and and, and it's the and it's the Shulchan Aruch words it so nicely. Sheyes shema hichnis b'hem that he is concerned. That maybe I brought comets into he says he says uh he says therefore all these rooms that you might be walking around while eating, so then you have to be concerned about comets so so realistically uh the tops of your bookcases and the, and the the tops of your shelves um you're not bringing comets into. And you don't have to worry about it. The Mishnah talks about a case of the wine cellar. When the Mishnah calls and how much of the wine cellar do you have to check? But 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 the shot in the Mishnah is that is that during a meal, a person would go down to the wine cellar to take a bottle of wine. And because he went down to the wine cellar and and, and, and he was uh, he went down to the wine cellar during the meal to get a bottle of wine, and he's and he's eating, carrying the bread in his hands, and he's eating, and he's pressing, and so that's why we have to be concerned. So, so it, 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 I, I I can't emphasize uh, this idea more. I can't I can't say more. Don't go crazy. Number one, we do bedikah. Number two, we sell the well, we, don't, we don't sell crumbs but um, number three we say Kochamira. Kohamira Kohamira removes me from any obligation I have towards the comments now now with that said and um, because of what I said in the intro that that chametz is, is in the concept of low blood deal and Enmine that a person does not separate because tonight I'm eating comments why, why, why would I separate from it therefore there is some level of restriction. Also, by the way, the the other problem that we get that we have to talk about is there's no bit, there's, there's no when it comes to chomets. So, in other words, in other words, like this, we know we know that that, that now there's a rule, uh, something called davar sheyeshlo matirin, right? So we know if milk spills into a pot of chal, right? And so what's the halacha? So if the chal is sixty times t- times the milk. Um, uh, there's more. There's sixty times more chocolate than milk. So we say we 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 um, institute a concept called bittel. We say it's bittel or bittel bashishin whatever, or, or, depending on different circumstances, and, and we say that it is plato. Okay. Now on Pesach, there's no such rule. Chometz is usher bimashu. A crumb of chometz, a crumb of chometz makes your pot, makes your food no good. So for that reason, we have to take extra precautions to make sure that we have no contact with, with, with Khamis and Pesach. Again, that does not require us to become neurotic about it. That just requires us to be careful and to set up our homes um, in a certain way. The other concept, um, and it's a general concept in Kasha, is something known as Blios. Blios, uh, bl- blios is is um, absorption is absorption um, is absorption of food into a pot. So, for example, when you cook a, a, a chicken soup in, in, in your pot, so we assume that the chicken is absorbed into the pot, and now your pot is flasings. Or if you cook dairy, a uh, 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 dairy soup in, on a pot, so we assume that pot now becomes flasings. Now, now, and that's when we run into problems. You can mix it up with meat or dairy. Now. Now, but, he, but here, but here's the, here's the other thing. Chometz in a pot is called or something known as heterbola. Heterbola means that it was a permissible absorption, meaning I have a dairy, I have a, a, a chometz pot, I made chometz in it, everything okay. So, you know, so the absorption so so there were different rules and it gets a little complicated but that's what Pesach gets a little complicated. But again, we're going to do this in a controlled matter. Okay. Now, what do what do you have to do in terms of preparation? So so we spoke about it at great length, and we spoke about it on the on the short halacha shiur about searching and vittal and all that stuff. Okay, and, and and declare it now, but at the same time we're going to cook in our homes, and and those of us that stay home for Pesach and we're going to use our ovens. So so what can we do to make it uh, palpable? Second thing is we we assume we assume that countertops absorb chomets. why because we assume that we take chomets, we make a uh, big ziti out of the oven uh, boiling hot we put we put the tray down on the countertop and and then well it's boiling hot and then, then now the countertop has absorbed a taste of chomets. so because because we assume that and even though it may not have been in the last 24 hours and that may allow a certain hetera, but again on Pesach a lot of these rules don't apply so therefore, well, we have we have to kosher our kitchen and we have to uh again um that might be the place that might be the only place that requires a significant amount of effort the rest of the house is clean clean your house vacuum your floors uh do what you do every week for hopefully uh, for hopefully we we'll cover Shabbos uh, a person is supposed to clean their brought down a halacha, That a person is supposed to clean their house and prepare their house properly. Uh, we say uh, we say in the Zmiros on Friday night, that I I made my bed, and I changed my clothes. So that what does that tell you? That tells you that we're supposed to do certain activities. Um, um the COVID Shabbos in preparation for Shabbos, we make our bed, we change our clothes, we we make the house, we make the house look nice, we clear away the mail that's piled up from all whole week. We we put away we put away things that are not Dick, and that when someone that when we walk into the house, come home from shul on Friday night, that the house has to look a certain certain way. So I I, I think I think that concept uh, is also true about Pesach. The house has to look dick now. Now, many of you are going to tell me that to them that means tinfoil everywhere. Uh, that the, the 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 whole house is covered in tinfoil and 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 we're ready to go. So that might be that might be a mahalak. Um it's not one I necessarily recommend, uh, because it doesn't look that nice. But on certain circumstances you might not have a choice. Uh although today they have these nice counter covers that that that, that, that take away from the old uh, style um um tin foil look. Okay, so let's talk about kashering a little bit. It's it's worthwhile. Now, generally, the halachas of Pesach are the same halachas as in the other kashering, except for one concept. The minog is, even though halachically it can be done, the minog is that we don't kasher pots or whatever from milchiks to flasheks and flasheks to milchiks. Now, we don't take a a milchik pot and and kasher it, and now I make chalda. Or 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 chicken soup, in it, or vice versa. That is the minum. Uh I, I think the reason for the minute is so should, things shouldn't get mixed up. Because you know, I one, I remember I used to use it for dairy. Now it's where I get, it gets confusing. But that's the minute However, the, halal, the, the however the halacha is brought down is that what if you're doing if you're changing over from chometz to pesach, you are allowed to change uh, the nature uh, of the of the pot. And it could be because the intensity of pesach that we we won't get. We won't get confused. Okay. Now, with that said, there's a number of processes that have that have to take place. Uh, uh, number one, let's talk about simply the let's talk about the ovens and the stoves. Okay. Now, there is a rule in halacha, and this is not just Peso, This is a cautious rule. Kibbol o, as it has been absorbed, kach polto, so too it it is exhumed. Meaning, if I if a if a pot has if a taste has been absorbed in a pot, um, the way to get it out is the same way as as it got in. So how uh, so how so how so how does it get absorbed uh, in the pot? So let's uh, let's take uh, chicken soup, right? You make chicken soup. So what's the method of absorption? Liquid, right? Because uh, you have this big chicken soup. And you have, and you have, and you made a big chicken soup in the pot, and whatever tastes of the chicken soup has been absorbed in the pot through the medium of liquid. So the bolo is liquid. Therefore, the polto, the kashering, is going to be with liquid. Now, what is that? How does that work? So that's something that's known as haggola. Now, how does hagola work? So, so, so there's a few basic rules with hagola. Number one. Number one, it ha- you have to wait 24 hours. You cannot use the 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 pot for 24 hours. That's number one. Number two, has to be completely clean. Uh, uh, now, now I, I, I should point out to you koshering work koshering works differently than toveling. Toggling, we have a rule that um is all or nothing. If you tovel Half a pot, um, that's nothing. You have trouble again. If you, if you, uh, if you, so in other words, if you don't stick the whole pot in at the same time, it's, halachal it's, it does not work. Yeah, and you have not, you have not fulfilled the mitzvah to be less capable. Kashering is not true. Not that way. Kashering, you can kasher half a space at a time. So you're kashering in an oven, right? So in the old days when they used to use blow torches. So they didn't have this like huge blow torch that just hit the oven all at once. They used to go corner, you know, space by space, corner by corner, and they covered and, and, and they would do it. Because kashering doesn't have to be all at once. Kashering can be in parts. So now, so you have a very big pot and you don't have a double the size pot for hot water then 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 you're able you then then if necessary you can kosher it in parts. Now how do you do that? So again you have to wait 24 hours. Yeah you, ha- you have to you have to uh, clean it very well. You should do that before you wait 24 hours. Then then you take it and you and you immerse it. it has to be completely immersed in boiling hot water. The water must be boiling hot. If it's cooled down it does not work. It has to be boiling hot water. That works for a pot that also works for silverware. Um uh, I mentioned kiddush cups last week. Uh, I think uh, I think it's like once you're doing hagala, you might as well do your kiddush cups. Um, the so any any of those any of those things hagala works. If you need to kashi your silver, you just take the silver, you put it in boiling hot water. Now, how long should it need to stay there? Just a second, second or two. Not 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 a considerable uh, amount of of time. Um, and and by doing that, and then you, then then the halacha is supposed to wash it off in cold water. So, so, so it's waiting twenty four hours, clean well cleaning, waiting twenty four hours, boiling hot water. Uh, you immerse it completely. All uh, again, doesn't have to be all at once. If you can't get the whole thing in, or you can only do sides, you you do one side, then you can turn it around, do the other side, and then you take it out and you wash it with cold water. And that, that allows you to, to now now it becomes a brand new cleat and the next step is up to you. Either to pay the dick, in in our cases or our discussion, or or um um or the other option is is whatever you want to do with milk you know you wanna you want to make it for use it during the year. Maybe you got trafed up the pot. Uh, now now this method works if you trafe up your pot during the year. Like if you make uh dairy you in your flesh pot. So this method of Hogola. Works. Uh, there is another way of doing it. Uh, one of the ways is is you could is you could fill it with boiling hot water all the way up to the brim, boil the pot, and and as the water goes down the sides, again has to be in a state of boiling, um, and that could also help you kosher the pot. But you must but you must hit all the spots, and you must and and it must uh, be boiling hot water. So this works for koshering, and this works, of course for Peso. If you want to take a you have a big soup pot and, and you don't have another one for Pessa, you don't really want to buy one, and you want to make your soup pot kosher for certainly a person is permitted to do that. Okay, so that's and that works for again, for pots, silverware, uh, you know, if you have uh, silver kiddush cups, uh, you know whatever whatever, whatever other stuff you could think of. Now, this does not work for a frying pan. Why? Because as as we descri- as we described before, gibbolo, cockpoto. So how do you how do you what's the mean of absorption in a frying pan directly it directly on the on on uh, um, in the frying pan. So therefore, a frying pan needs needs something that's known as Lebrun. Uh Libun, is we'll, we'll we'll get to in one second. Okay, now uh, now leave. So libun essentially there's two types of libun. There's libun kal and there's libun gomer. Libun kal means that if you uh, if you touch uh you take a straw and you touch it to the flame it would ignite leave gum or is, it, is when the metal actually turns color it's so hot that the metal turns color it's a big discussion exactly Do you really need Liban gum or is leaving call enough that's a whole discussion um in the post game now so from pra- so just some uh uh some practical uh practical information um, you want to kashi your stoves right because you want to cook on your stoves so so Baruch hashem um, in our time, most of our stoves are 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 metal through and through. So that that so that really is helpful in terms of koshering. Because if you have plastic in the middle in the old stoves, these have plastic it, it 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 poses problems. You can't cost plastic. You have, you would have to cover up with tinfoil even after costureing. So it's very complicated. But it was all metal, so that's the best thing. Now, um I I, I, I now that I'm saying this, I should I've Mentioned to this group, I should probably mention to the shul also that I received a message from my kosher consultant that it's come to his intention that some of the new ovens we'll get we'll talk about self cleaning ovens. Um, some of the new self cleaning ovens are not heating up; they're only heating up to 200 degrees. 200 degrees is not enough for Kashring. So, if you have such an oven, then uh, then you, then we're going to talk about how you're going to kosher your oven. Uh, so that, that that's important. Okay, let's stay let's stay on the stoves. Now the stove. Now, if it's all metal, that's the best nerd. So you should be able to kosher the whole stove. Uh my wife has a minute after kashering to take one of those round uh sil- um uh tinfoil uh things that you know looks like uh, looks like one of the covers and uh, you know one of the grates and sticks it in the grate. I'm not really sure if you have to do that, but that's her kumra and I'm far be it for me to take away anybody's kumra of Uh but basically the process is Again, it has to be clean. It has to be clean very carefully. Then what you have to do is is you have to cover the the grates. Now some people um, stick the grates in the self cleaning oven and, and run through the self cleaning process. So that's that's perfectly okay. I've been told that it could cause damage to it. So you may not want to do that. But but I've been but 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 certainly halakhically, that would be if the grates are in the oven. During the self-cleaning process, that would be okay. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, anyway, uh, so you want to kosher your stove. So what what you have to do is is um, um, you have to uh, clean it, and then you have to get something to cover it. A blech, you can use a blech, you can use a, a pan. Uh, you know, you can take a you can take an inverted pan, and you have to heat it for fifteen degrees for fifteen degrees for fifteen minutes at the highest temperature. You have to turn it up to the highest temperature and you have to let it sit for 15 minutes. And and, and that's considered libun, and that's considered, considered koshering the, the stovetop. Now, Now, you have to do each grate separately. You can't just do one and assume they're all good. Each grate has to go through this process. I do not recommend you doing it all at once. It could be dangerous, especially if you have kids walking around the house or anyone walking around might touch it by accident. I suggest you do one at a time, or, or to do the back and then the front. I suggest you evacuate everybody for the kitchen. Set your clock to 15 minutes. Um, let it run through the process, and then you have kashrut stove. In my opinion, you, if, if your stove is metal, you do not have to cover it. After that, uh, you don't have to put tin foil on down. Um, if you want to, that's a, that's a humre. um uh, and I know people like to, to have khumras of pesa. But in my opinion, I, I don't I don't see what the reason for ever you went through this kashering process. Um. Uh. To to cover to cover the the stove. Uh, um. There are, again, I mentioned before, if the middle is plastic, um, porcelain, or, or 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 different things that are not metal, then you might have. A, then you have, Then there's a serious shiloh about, about what you do and then I would say you would have to cover it with, with tin foil or, or something that that you know that won't burn uh, tin foil is the, is the best thing so so but if but if your stove is all metal I, I think it is a way of cautionuring the whole thing you have to do all the grapes can't can't just do one or two you have to do all of them and then uh, uh, if you want to put something in between the, the fire and the uh, I don't know you don't have to now here's something that's very challenging if you have a glass top stove, very very challenging. Uh, Ashkenazi people do not kasher glass. There is some process called iroy uh, miloi. You might have heard a story that your great grandmother put the put the the glasses in in, in the bathtub. Um, uh, the, the, there is some validity to that halachic process, uh, but but you can't do that with a stove anyway. So we have a stove in the, in the bathtub. Um, anyway, um, glass is a very very serious problem. Ashkenaz, Svartim hold that glass does not absorb. So, so if you're that's it's one time it's good to be Svardi. I guess if you like kitnios, um, then I guess it's also good to be Svartim. Uh, if you have to have Chumas on Pesach, then it's, I guess it's good to be a um, If you like Chumas on Matzah. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, we hold that glass, that glass is a problem. Um, it, it's unclear if you can use the same... Uh, it, it's not so clear if you're allowed to use the same glasses for milk and flayshikhs. I think in the old days they did, uh, but uh, it's it, it, it's a problematic practice if you live in the Ashkenaz world. Now, now, so what do you do? You have a glass stove. So, so if you come to the rabbi before you buy the stove, uh, this rabbi will tell you, don't buy it. Do not buy a glass stove. It it, it it's it's just it just raises too many problems. Yeah, you moved in and you have it already. So, so it's too late to ask that question. So what you know? So what? What should you do? So I think what you have to do is I think you have to go through the costuring process, the heating it, and all of that. But I think you cannot cook directly on it. I think you have to get what's called a trivet, uh, where the pot stands a little bit elevated above above the stove. It doesn't sit directly on the stove. And I think if we use a trivet, I think uh, I think that is the suggested method. Of how to handle a glass top stove, but I I I, I highly recommend if you're redoing your kitchen, I I, I absolutely discourage that. And I think it's a very bad idea. I think it just raises too many too many questions of uh of of kasher of uh, when it comes to kasher, particularly particularly by pesach. Um, I think even milk and flayshiks might be problematic. Uh, so I, I just I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I I can't tell you not to get it. There are ways. There are people that are that are lenient, um, uh, um. But yeah, I just have a note here. One of my notes: glassware used for hot should not be used or kashat for peso. Right, it's it's a problem. So you have a stove, uh, um, then, right, right. And he says if one cannot obtain new glasses for or One may kashat would call eroi gimel yomim. Right, this means fill the glass with water. And leave it for three 24 hour periods, changing the water every 24 hours. That's uh that's the story of the of the of the glasses in the bathtub. Uh something, but again, you can't do that with your stove. You're gonna do it with glasses. So, so uh so you know, and it's a very interesting process because it doesn't have to be three consecutive days. It just has to be three days in a within it. you can do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then that would be that would be okay. So uh, anyway, so those those are questions that come up. Okay. The oven oven's a little easier. Uh, there are now now there is a there is a discussion um in halacha, and there are basically four shetas about using the same oven for milk and flasheks. So I think the same question comes up with comments and non-comments. Um, in terms of using the oven for for um for for, for, for the the of milk and flasheks are the foul. No, and you have to have a separate oven. Uh, Ramosha has a comp- Ramosha Feinstein has a compromise. He says that, uh, which is sheet number two. He says that you pick, a, you, pick a, you pick a you pick a you pick your poison. If I may use the word, you pick which food you like best, and uh, that you're going to use the oven for m- more commonly, and 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 then the other one you should only use wrapped as long as it's covered. Um, you could use the oven uh, for for the other, not at the same time. But but, you got, but if I want to make, uh, I don't know, big ziti in the oven, as oven, as, as long as I cover it, I wrap it properly, uh, maybe even double wrap it, uh, then, then it's okay. That was to number two. sheet number three um, is, is uh, Ravon, uh, I heard the name Ravaron uh that he's supposed to wait 24 hours in between milchiks and fleishik. So if I made, uh, if I made lasagna hooks today at three o'clock, um, I want to make a roast, I should wait till after uh, uh, three o'clock tomorrow. Uh, and do it. Uh, and the last shita, which is the most lenient shita, and I, I am more than comfortable people relying on that, is the Arach HaShulchan. The Arach HaShulchan says, I, I think Rosh Echto holds this way, um, the Arach HaShulchan says that as long as the oven is completely cooled down, and I mean cooled down, I don't mean, it. it means there's no more vestige of the original heat, you can now use the oven for the opposite thing. If you use it for flesh, you can now use it for milk. Now, this does not work on Yontem. Right, you want to leave your ovens on for Shavuos. That's really where, where where we get into the into those problems uh, because a lot of people like to eat milk hooks on Shavuos. Um, if you if you're having a fleishik meal and you're using oven for fleishiks on Shavuos, you cannot put milk hooks in the same oven because the fire never goes out. So 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 it doesn't work for yontif, but it can work on on on, on you're cooking for Shavuos. when right? you want to make cheesecake and then you want to make a roast. So you can make the cheesecake. The oven is now completely cooled down. Again, when I say completely cooled down, I mean Every vestige of the heat is gone. Like, it's not just that you can touch it because it's not so hot. It's gone. It's completely cold. Uh, and you have to also clean it. Uh, the other thing I should mention. You have to clean it to make sure there were no spills that might, that might lead to problems. And then and then you can now cook cook your roast. Now, what do you do about Pesach? So, koshering of ovens, self-cleaning. Now, I mentioned before, there's apparently this new form of self-cleaning that's not really so self-cleaning. Uh, self-cleaning heats up to about 600, 700 degrees. So according to most post skim we assume that, that that's that's sufficient for Libun. So so in fact, now now um Libun does not require the 24 hour wait period. So for example, if you uh I don't know, if you uh if, if I use my oven now, uh, at I had dinner uh and I want to kosher it now, I'm allowed to do that. But again, you have to clean it out. Uh we used to we used to, the people I don't know if people still use this Something it called easy off. Um, you know, you spray it in the oven, you clean it out, you make sure all the grease spills are there. Um, every oven has a grease bill. It, it, it's almost it's, it's almost impossible um, in any existence to tell me that you don't have a grease spill in your oven. Um, if you do, you you're unbelievable. you that or you're cleaning it all the time. Uh, so, so there's gonna be grease spills and that's gonna be a problem. So you have to clean that very carefully. and then, and then um, uh, I suggest you clean that anyway before running the cycle because you don't wanna, you don't want to start to smoke because um, that does happen. Uh, and then and then you just you run the cycle, uh, I think it's two to three hours, and and you have a, a a fresh oven. You can now you can now you can now make Pesach food in it. Um, if you do not have a self cleaning oven, now uh, now again, as I said before, not everyone holds this way. But I uh, what you can do is, but you got here is where you really have to clean it carefully, even more than in the self cleaning. Self cleaning will destroy any of the uh, uh, of whatever's left in the oven. You can clean. Very carefully, make sure it's 100 percent clean. Then you ha- then then you could put the oven on at the highest temperature. I mean the highest temperature, and leave it for an hour. And, and if you burn the oven for an hour at the highest temperature, according to most poskim, that's considered um kasher. There are people who don't hold from this at all and hold that you have to just, you know, clean your oven, kosher it, and then they use something called an insert an insert is basically a metal box which looks like an oven that you stick in the oven and you cook in the, because they have a rule clear belua, mitokli uh, you can't have absorption from one instrument into another instrument it doesn't work that way, it doesn't go from the wall into the wall into the wall of the insert into the food, it doesn't work that way so so now um it's a very hard way to cook on Pesach because it takes way longer I don't recommend it, I recommend uh uh, if, if, you have, if if anyone in your family does not want to be mako uh, on on burning the oven at the highest temperature for an hour, feel free to have them contact me. We have to discuss it with them. I don't see any reason halachically why that cannot be done. But of course, the best is is a self cleaning oven. Okay, uh, two more things. Um, the The countertops now. Now you have to be aware, and this is going to ask me probably, I can't go into all the different materials that can be kosher, not be kasher. The basic principle is like if you have a porcelain countertop, uh if you have a uh, you know, th- plastic, you know I'm using plastic lightly, but I'm saying like, you know what I mean. Things that like that that we don't normally kosher if it would be a pot. So it can't be you can't kosher the countertops either. In that case, you would have to clean it very well, um, and then you have to cover it. You put a you put a countertop cover over it and 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 you're good. Now, if you have something that can be koshered, um now um certain types of Certain types of countertops can can be kosher. Uh, now, let's see if I have just an example of one, uh, the people a uh, marble, for example, a, gra- a, a granite marble, metal, uh, wooden countertops. I think people kosher. Um, now, if if you use that, um, if you have that, what you, what you needed? People used to use what was called an evan maluban, a burning hot stone. I don't know. I don't think you really have to do that. But what we have to do is you have to take boiling hot water as the, again, again, as I, as I emphasized earlier in the show, boiling hot water means boiling hot it has to be boiling hot. And, and you have, and you could, you could, again, you have to clean. It. You probably shouldn't use it within 24 hours and, and for hot, anything hot. And, and you pour the water on the counter. Uh, Be careful not to burn yourself. You should wear insulated gloves. So the water doesn't drip on your hands. Uh, all precautions of safety should be taken. I don't want to hear that you were koshering your kitchen and you had to call it solo because you burned yourself. Bad idea. Not a good plan. Uh, so make sure you take all precautions, wear insulated gloves, get them, they're very cheap, uh, and 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 pour the water. It has to hit every spot. That's why the stone came in, because he's poured off this. The stone used to shoot it out into uh, a lot of different directions. Uh, now, if, if you have a, a countertop, again, you can text me and I'll, I'll look up for you if, if your countertop can be koshered. Uh, uh, if you have a countertop that can be kosher, that is an acceptable method and you do not have to cover it once you kosher it. Now, if you have one that it's not, then you have to cover it. Uh they make uh you know the countertop covers, you put it down for Pesach, and, and, and you're good. Now, sinks. It really comes down to what the sink is made out of. If it's a stainless steel sink, there's no reason why you can't kosher it. The same method that I just described, boiling hot water, but again, you have to be mock with that's why you should do it two or three times that you hit every area of the sink, especially the the the, the spigot. Um and 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 you, you can do it. You should not now you can't use the sink for 24 hours for a hot. So so that's why I, I recommend to people to kosher the sink on Mozilla Shabbos. Why? Because on Shabbos, you're not turning on the hot water. So um so if you if you used it if you used it um it if you used um if you used it to wash your hands, with the T diamond diamond Shabbos, you're eating meals in your house. That does not, that does not mess up the, that does not mess up the the kashering process because it's cold. So it, so it's it's perfectly okay. So in other words, so so if you have a stainless steel, you don't use it for 24 hours. Again, best thing is to kasha Motay Shabbos or Sunday, uh, and don't don't turn on the hot water. Don't make that mistake and turn on the hot water because then you got to wait another 24 hours. And and again the same method with the counter you take the boiling hot water you get a kettle you take the boiling hot again again I can't emphasize enough how it's important that you be careful and you take safety into in, in, into into your hands uh, and and be careful and then and then again I I recommend that you because you have to hit every spot that's what the, they used to use the, that's what the, again the boiling rot, the Evan Maluban where it sits in the sink and it, and the water shoots off it and you get all the corners you don't have to use that you can just. Make sure that you clean. I recommend that you that you change the the sink drainer and I certainly think that uh, if you only have one sink and using you know the, the grates for set you know use a white and blue for milk inflation get new ones to pay up if it's plastic cannot be kosher. and it's definitely a problem of hummades because you probably wash a when with boiling hot water in the sink so you get new ones they're, they're not that expensive and and, and and then then you're good to go um so that's 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 some of the process. Uh, in terms of the rest of the house, clean it nicely, clean it like you would for any Shabbos. Don't go crazy. Obviously, if you know there are chalmites in certain places, obviously clean that, vacuum it, get rid of it. Uh, make sure your kids are not walking around the house uh, carrying chalmites. Make sure you keep it in a concentrated area uh, after you clean, so you don't have to go go cleaning 50 times. But again, but again I, I think that's, uh, uh, that's the basics. So now, See so how so, so we talked about the ovens, the stoves, the sink, the countertops. Now, the one the one thing I'm going to say, people can disagree with me on this. Th- this thing that people put kitchen uh, um, um refrigerator liners in the refrigerator to me, I think is insane. I think that's a super chumrah. Uh, I don't know how possibly chometz is on the shelf of your of your refrigerator. You do need to clean it. Now, if you ask you my opinion, it should be clean. Uh, probably once in once a week, uh, all year. But uh, but assuming you don't do that, uh, you have to clean. Uh, if the if the shelf can come out of the refrigerator so you can clean it properly, I think that's certainly something that you should do. Uh, clean it very carefully, and once it's clean, it's clean. There is no. Uh, first of all, first of all, practically you should not be putting hot food in the refrigerator. It could ruin the it could ruin the the motor, and you don't want to do that. Uh, secondly, I don't think people do. I don't see any way that there's blia in a refrigerator, so uh, I think that you that you have to be you have to be sensitive. To, uh, I don't think it's necessary to put refrigerator liners uh, on your shelves and in your freezer. I just don't think that's necessary. Uh, two other things I will mention, and we'll stop because it's late, uh, and, and I'll start next week briefly with the halakas of the seder, before I, and I'll give some insight. Um, uh, two more things: um, milk. Milk is always a question. Uh, now, if a milk says O U P, there is no question. Doesn't matter if it's before Pesach, after Pesach, during Pesach, makes no difference. Whole of Yisrael are all kosher to the Pesach, as far as I know. I, um, very important. Uh, my 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 friend who does kosher told me to remind Balabatan. He said, check labels. Don't assume because you walked into a store and and you walked into the Pesach section of the store. That everything is kosher pesa. because we, as we know, we all seen it in the supermarket. People take things off a of shelf, uh, they decide they don't want it, and they just stick it anywhere they're standing. Don't be careful what you buy. Don't buy. Don't buy kitneos. You're gonna find it. You gotta look for that because because we live in a world where there are where are prominent, um, and and you're gonna find stuff that has kitneos. You must be careful. Read labels. Please teach yourself to read labels when you go shop. If you have a shiloh. Uh, 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 you know, obviously ask me, you know, you know, I'll advise you the best I can. So please be sensitive to reading labels. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, so so we have the, so So the refrigerators are good. Uh, please read labels. Uh, if you, um, now, uh, uh, it's a good opportunity also to remind people about Tavila's Calum. Uh, if you're buying new Calum, glass or metal, if it's plastic or it's ceramic or it's a china. Uh, some people tell you have to toggle China, not this rabbi. You don't have to toggle China. Um, so um uh any of those things don't need but glass or metal, or all silverware or any, but you buy buy ceramic plates, for example, they have a peso, you don't have to you don't have toggle that. Uh but 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 be careful, but 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 be sensitive of the lochas of tevila. The rule basic rule is glass and metal, and only if it touches food. If it doesn't touch food, it doesn't need tevila. So Shiloh, some people say can't open us. I would not make a bracha on a can opener. If you can tovel can openers, tovel it with something that definitely requires, uh, kashering and say a bracha, and then have that in mind. uh Tin pans do not that are temporary uh, do not you know the disposable ones do not need to be tovel. I know you're going to see people do it. I think that's a that's a unbelievable humrah, and I would certainly not make a bracha on that because I think that's a very serious shaila and bracha Uh So 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 again, try try. Uh, my 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 role is to try to keep the craziness uh, uh, out of your lives. Do do what's right. Um, you have to kosher your kitchen as we describe. Um, you have to clean your refrigerator very carefully because there is hummus in there. Uh, and 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 then and then you can, and then most important enjoy your pesach. Come sit to the say sed- come down to the seder. And, uh, those of us who still have uh, children in school age or, or 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 even adults who are who are who are who are going to read and want to share the Torah. And, and and you want to have a meaningful seder. You don't want to come to the seder with your eyes closed, and 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 then you only say the minimum. Um, it, it's supposed to be a joyous event. It's a time of the beginning of our history. It's a man, sim, uh, We don't call it mansim kusenu. We call it mancherusenu. The time of our freedom. Um, and all of this should be done as a preparation of love uh, that we want to come close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu by in our voda. And even even though the cleaning gets tedious and and challenging. And, and tensions arise in the house. Uh, uh, there's a famous story of 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 Rav Shamshen I think it was Rav Hirsch. Rav Shamshen Rav Hirsch always reminded his uh, his his balabatim that when they go to the matzah factory to bake the matzah, uh, that the lady is an almona, and, and 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 you know everyone's so nervous about to make sure the matzah is kosher, but not to not to get nervous with her, not to get yelled at her, but be sensitive. Uh it's a time it's a time of year where, where potentially tensions can rise, but but we but but I, I hope that that if you follow some of the methods that 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 I've described to you tonight, uh that that it will it will eliminate some of the uh tension. Um do it in advance, do it, do it at, at, at your leisure. Uh but again, but just be sensitive to areas in Halava. Absolutely if you have any shaila, you all know how to reach me. Um, and I, I generally respond pretty quickly. Um, if you're in a store, you can take a picture of a label or uh, you're not sure. Heinz ketchup. This is kosher lupesa, non kidney or Heinz ketchup. Feel free to buy it. It's in the stores. Uh, the Vada the Abundant of the Five Towns has proved go it's in, it's in Gourmet lot. So it's all good. Um, you know, just 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 be be aware. be Try to be macabre, and, and this is what I will share with you next Wednesday night, that it's a special time of year. And that we have to have a special feeling and a special attitude as we come as we come to the seder and we and we, and we sing all the songs and and we hear the divrei Torah and we are and, and it's supposed to be an inspiring time of year and we shouldn't let the preparations which are intense prevent us from being inspired by this very special yontif that's about to come upon us. Okay, we're going to stop here. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Uh, I hope I, I hope I was a, I hope I was informative. Uh, I hope uh, I hope I I put you in the. In the right direction and in the right spirit, and in the Hashem, we should be Zulcha, uh to to see the the preparation of pesach for the korban pesach. Uh, I need Risholayim from here of Yameinu. Take care, everyone. Have a good night.